Hello, I'm Zeb Newworth, and welcome to Creating a New Healthcare, a podcast series for healthcare leaders who are interested in fresh perspectives, new ideas, and bold solutions on how to advance the creation of a customer-oriented, value-based, and humanistic system of health. The views I express are solely my own and do not represent the views of any other person or organization. Folks, I've had the privilege of interviewing today's guest a couple of times in the past. The last time we spoke in a formal interview, I believe was episode 121 of Creating New Healthcare, posted on September 22nd, 2021. That episode was entitled, A Masterclass in Building a Healthcare Consumer Experience Company, and it was exactly that, a masterclass. I've also written extensively about our guest and his work in my most recent book, Beyond the Walls, and I am so looking forward to reconnecting today. Our guest is Glenn Tolman. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Transcarent and the former Executive Chairman, Chief Executive Officer, and founder of Livongo Health. Prior to that, he had two other public companies. He was the CEO of Allscripts, as well as the CEO of Enterprise Systems, Glenn is also one of the two founding partners at Seven Wire Ventures, one of the highest returning venture capital funds in Illinois, and just an amazing venture capital fund. He's also an author of On Our Terms, Empowering the New Healthcare Consumer. What I love about Glenn, he is such a strong proponent of philanthropy. He was honored in 2019 with a Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Ripple of Hope Award for his career focused on improving the safety, empathy, and efficiency of our healthcare system. He also serves as a life director of the Illinois chapter of JDRF, the leading organization advancing life-changing breakthroughs for people with type 1 diabetes. Glenn, it's so much fun to have you. So exciting to have you back here on the program. How are you today? Well, I'm great. I kind of feel like uh, after that introduction, I shouldn't say anything and ruin it. But uh, thank you for the nice introduction. It's always great to talk to you. And congratulations on the book. It's uh, it's one that I think everybody should read. It's really a great primer for what's happening in healthcare today. Well, Glenn, I appreciate that. I, I know you've read it, and I really, really appreciate your your feedback and the reviews you've given of the book. So thank you so much. And of course, I have to thank you because you're one of those beyond the wall leaders that I've been speaking to and and following and and observing for years. And it is what it is. We need leaders like you. We need leaders who take us out of disrupt the legacy system and really wake us up and bring us into a more humanistic future of healthcare. And so that's what it's all about. So I just want to thank you for that in so many different ways. Glenn, I want to get an update on Transcarent because we talked about Transcarent a while back and I'd love to share an update with folks. And I know there's a lot of exciting new things that are happening and growth and progress, but we'll come back to that in a few minutes. You have such an original, fresh perspective and, and purview on the American healthcare scene. I want to start, and you know my my modus operandi is to go with the positive, to go what's what's successful, what's working, that sort of positive deviance. But we also have to we have to start with reality and what the problems are, what the situation is. And I'm going to ask you what what concerns you, what frustrates you right now most in American healthcare. Well, I it's not just about me. I think if you survey people across America today, what they will tell you is healthcare is more confusing, more complex, and more costly than ever before. That's actually the good news. The bad news is they say that it's getting worse, not better. 
And this is true whether it's Republicans or Democrats, young people or older people, men or women. Everyone agrees our healthcare system is badly in need of repair. And that's from an experience standpoint, it's from a care standpoint, and it's from a cost standpoint. So, so we have a challenge on our hands, and I think that's, um, that's across the board. If we look at the people who we would normally expect to fix it, we don't see those people coming forward with innovative new solutions. Hmm. And in fact, if you look at someone like United Healthcare, unfortunately, they're more focused on maximizing profits than they are on maximizing the care that people get. And we need a better system of care where people are putting quality first. And I don't see that a lot in healthcare. So part of what we're trying to do at Transparent is to bring that vision of healthcare that provides an experience that we can be proud of, that people not only like but love, measurable clinical improvements in results and in care, and last but not least, doing that at a lower cost. And I think what I'm looking for in healthcare is more leadership. Um, that's what we need. I hope you don't mind asking this. This is a little bit off our usual topic, but that issue of leadership, when you say that, what is the picture that comes to mind? I mean, we have lots of leaders. People talk about leadership. My God, there's a whole industry around leadership, right? But I'm wondering what you think about the type of leadership we need. What is it that makes that type of leadership? How would you describe it or, or illustrate it? Or do you have an example of it besides yourself, which I, I, I'll talk about you so you don't have to worry about that. Well, I think that we can find the leadership. I mean, mm -hmm. just recently, we saw Blue Shield make a bold move in the pharmacy benefit area, and I expect we'll probably talk about that. Mm -hmm. We have leaders across healthcare. There's just not enough of them. And when I think about leadership, I think about really creating systems that put the health consumer front and center in the equation that help us to improve the quality of care and reduce the cost of care. And, you know, it's interesting, in virtually every other industry, we've seen technology actually be, be able to help us improve the experience, give people more control, and reduce overall cost, except in healthcare, where the middle has actually expanded. And so what, what I believe we need is more people who will boldly take on some of the you know, vested interests that are out there that are serving to drive up the cost without improvements in quality. I think that's such an important point and, and maybe the most important point. You know, traditionally we talk about leadership and leadership qualities, but they're still focused on the leaders and the individuals in, in the system, as opposed to what you just said, which is, it's really about inverting that and turning it inside out. And real leaders are about the customers. It reminds me, um, Jeff Bezos, there's this story about him with his folks and they were talking about the competition and how they were going to beat the competition. And he said, he chided his folks and, and he said, listen, let's not talk about that. That's not where our attention and focus should be. What we should be focused on is our customers and the consumers and how do we serve them best? And if we do that, 
the rest will take care of itself. And I, I think I hear that so much in, in the conversations we've had, which is let's stop talking about ourselves and let's start talking about what the consumers need, what in terms of experience. And, and like you said, having the control and the transparency and the support they actually need, make it about them and not about us. And, and I, again, I just think that's so laudable, that approach, that definition of leadership. Well, and again, I think even in the terms in the uh, the the book, my my book, which you reference, it's you know on our terms. It wasn't on you know, and that was really saying people want healthcare delivered. They wanted us to meet them where they are, not where we are, uh, but where they are. And you know, people often say that that I meet with that we're going to focus on you know, either patients or maybe they're they're enlightened enough to call them health consumers. But but I think even that language that says we're going to focus on them. No, actually, they're in charge. And I hope they're going to spend some time with you. So we really have to flip the whole model and say that our job is to serve um, all of these people, both those who need care and those we want to make sure stay healthy. Wow. I'm really trying to lean into what you're just saying. It seems like a straightforward thing, but as I think about our healthcare industry, it's really inverting it. It's a radical different approach and reframe. And I'm just even imagining what healthcare would look like if we did what you said. Do you have some examples of that? And I do want to jump into transparent and, and kind of get a an overview from you about that for folks who are not familiar with it, and then we'll dive into it. But when you say what you just said, what picture comes to mind for you? Well, I think, you know, every day, all of us interact with applications that put us in charge, whether it's your travel, whether it's your banking, whether it's Uber. I mean, think about Uber. So imagine 10 years ago, you walk out and your strategy was you hope you see a cab. And that was in a major city. If you weren't in a major city, you were out of luck and you were subject to calling and being on hold. Today, you can literally on your phone order the type of car. You can ask for a certain temperature. You can ask for certain music. You can know who the driver is. You can ask what route they're going to take. You know how much it's going to cost. Every aspect of that you are in charge of, and people love that. I was walking outside of a meeting recently, and I was with my daughter, and I said, there's a taxi, and she said, I'd rather Uber. It's simply better. And just imagine what happened there. So imagine if our healthcare uh, was more like that, and that's really the secret, which is putting people in charge. We're we're in charge of our music on Spotify and we personalize what we like and it makes it easier and easier and it makes us smarter about that music. And the same is true with our banking. We can now do our banking from anywhere on our terms, 24 hours a day. And it's so easy. And you and I remember having to wait in line mm -hmm. uh, with tellers. Mm -hmm. And today we're doing the work and we are happier. Why? Because we're in charge. So let's fast forward that to healthcare. Imagine if you knew the best decisions to make and you could access them 24 hours a day from your phone, chat with a physician in 60 seconds, get the lowest cost pharmaceutical care, 
whether that's a prescription or anything else, and know where that is without ever leaving home and potentially have it delivered at home. Imagine if you could get care that came to you rather than you having to go out when you're not feeling well. Imagine if when you needed knee surgery or hip surgery, that you could see not only the top physicians and surgeons in your area, but also the top facilities that they operate at. And last but not least, if you have cancer or some other complex condition, imagine if you could go to the best places in the country or have them advising on your care. Everything I've just described is available today. Um, it's all available and transparent, but it's also available other places. And so we have the answers. You know, there's an old saying that says the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed. And that's really the definition of our healthcare system. We do have the best doctors in the country, the best nurses, the best therapists, the best facilities and treatment. That's why people all over the world come here when they get sick. And yet, We've not been able to evenly distribute that across our population, which is both an equity issue and an economic issue. And that's what this next generation of care will solve. And we'll solve it not just for the United States, but for the rest of the world. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. Thank you for illustrating that. So let me ask you a question before we dive in, because I do want to open up this door to to talking about transparent and, and getting update on it. And also, you know, transparent for me is just such a fascinating company. You are a platform and a lot of the companies you mentioned, Uber, you know, obviously Amazon, they're revolutionary and they're so consumer centric in part because they are a platform and that's a technology, but it's also a business model, which is different from the legacy linear business models. And transparent is in fact, a great example of a platform, which I, I spend quite a bit of time in the book talking about. And Transparent also is in the direct-to-employer movement, which I, I think is, for me, and Glenn, you, you're one of the folks who've, who've helped me understand this. For me, that channel of direct-to-employer is probably one of the, I think, hopeful ways out of the dilemma we're in right now, because of all the stakeholders, you know, you talk about the employers are the one that's that are probably most proximal to really wanting to transform healthcare to make it more consumer-centric, more employee-centric, more affordable. So I, I think I think Transparent has those two parts to it, which are fascinating. So I'd love to dive in in a second on that. But b before we do, I have a question about disruption. And in the book, Beyond the Walls, I, I actually try to tackle this, talk about this notion of disruptive creation versus non-disruptive creation. Do you get a sense, I mean, you've been at this for quite some time. You've been a consistent entrepreneur on the edge, disrupting the industry and advancing the industry. In terms of being a disruptor, I mean, where are we with that? Because there's so much pushback. There's so much holding the status quo. There's so much fear of disruption. How do you talk to leaders across the country to try to lessen that wall, to bring down that wall, to go beyond that wall of fear of disruption so that people aren't scared, that the people feel that there is a future for them beyond what we have currently. How do, how do you think about that? Well, I think that, you know, it's interesting because I have been called by many folks um, disruptive. And yet, you know, I like to think that there's a way to use the best aspects of our health and care system that we have today 
and make it less disruptive, we don't have time to start from scratch. We don't have time to rebuild the entire system. So even when we go to an employer, if the employer says we use a uh, virtual physical therapy app, you know, let's say they use Hinge, and we say, well, that's great. Now, traditionally, people would say, rip it out and use ours. No, we don't do that. We say, if you're happy with it, that's great. We'll put it on our platform. We'll make it easy for your people to access. We'll actually drive up the utilization of the platforms uh, or of the applications, the point solutions that you have. And we'll make it easy for people to access that care. Um, so I think that's a different model. In the past, people have said, no, we have this suite of products, use all of it and rip out what you have. And the employers have had a very negative reaction to that. We've taken a different view. We've said, number one, we don't want to mark up all of these various point solutions. We're not going to charge you more. Two, we're going to make it easy to access what you have. And three, if you don't have it, we'll find a solution or work with you on one. We may have one of our own or we'll have someone else's. But we aren't going to have that general rip out, rip and replace, start over, any of that. We're taking a very different approach. And our view is we want to be the one place you go, and that is your phone, to get access to all the care that you need. And uh, again, that's a very different approach because in almost every case, people are making money based on what you decide to do. And that's not our model. Our model is if we don't deliver value, we won't get paid. It's a very, very different model than the traditional models that are out there in the space. And that way, we believe people will trust our guidance to them and our information. Because the minute you know, if you said, Glenn, recommend a place for me to go to dinner, and you knew that I was getting paid $50 for every person I said and sent to uh, Joe's Crab Shack, you might say, well, gosh, Glenn always recommends Joe's Crab Shack. I, I wonder why he does that. Oh, I know why. He gets $100 every time or $50. I don't really trust Glenn's recommendations. Right. Well, that is our healthcare system today. And we have to have a transparent system hmm. that people understand and can trust who's recommending them. Now, interestingly, we've enforced that for doctors and doctors can't self-deal. They can't send you to another place where they're getting a kickback. Right. But almost everyone else in the system can. Right. And that seems fundamentally unfair to us. So we're trying to change that model. Boy, oh boy, how absolutely true it is. And I think it's liberating, not just for patients, but for providers as well, all the wisdom and, and value that's locked up in providers because of what you just said. Again, I really love what you said. I just want to, the, the issue of, of trust, you deal, especially, I mean, you, you're, you're a phenomenal technologist and, and entrepreneur. And I love the fact that you're talking about it. The core of it is trust and transparency is critical for that trust. And 
again, it, it, I spent a lot of time in the book Beyond the Walls talking about this. You know, we, we could talk about all the system changes we want. We could talk all, about all the digital technology changes. In the end, it's got to all focus on that thing that you talked about, which is trusting relationships, and that requires transparency. And so, again, I just applaud you for that. So, Glenn, let's step back. Can you provide, just to start off with, for those who aren't familiar, can you provide a, an overview description of what transparent is, why you formed the company, and then we could get into some more specifics about what it does and how it does it. So just at that high level. Absolutely. So transparent is all about making it easy for people to access high quality, affordable care. So let's talk about that. First and foremost, you have to make it easy. We can't bribe people. We can't force people. I don't believe we can in healthcare. What we have to do is we have to make it easy for people to make the right choice. So make it easy to access, really important word. Access is, healthcare is all about access. So how do we make it accessible for people in the inner city, for people who are in rural markets, and for people who maybe can't leave their home? So make it easy to access high quality. We always start with quality. There's no one I've ever met who would say, I don't care about quality of my care. No one. And if it was for your son or daughter, mother or father, your significant other, the first concern you'd have is tell me the highest quality place I can get this heart surgery done or this hip surgery done or whatever it might be. So make it easy to access high quality, affordable, really important. We have to get affordable care. And today, we'll talk later about employers, but employers are facing 8 to 10% increases per year for the next three years. Cumulatively, that's more than 25% increase over the next three years. And most tell us they simply can't afford it. Now, there's been a lot of cost shifting, and it shifted to two people, to all of us, health consumers, and to the employers. We're the only two who pay for care. Everyone else takes our money and pays for care. It's either us as health consumers or the folks we work for. And we're both raising our hand and saying, we can't afford more dollars. So now we only have two options. Other people in the system make less or we find efficiencies. And that's that's kind of where we are today. So at Transparent, we're making it easy to access high quality, affordable care. And we do that by being the one place that people can go for all their care. And that's their phone. And so you look at your phone it looks back at you. It logs you in. So there's no typing in your name, your telephone number, your address. It's all in there. You can touch the phone and be texting with a physician in 60 seconds, 24 hours a day. Now, you and I both know that healthcare is fundamentally an information business. There are more questions asked about healthcare than any other single subject in the world. You go to Google and you look at it, 
Everybody has questions about their health. What should I do? Is this serious? Should I take vitamins? And on and on and on every day. And when you get kids, those multiply. And then when you have people who are aging, they multiply. So it's pretty much all of us. It's about information. So you've got to be easily accessible to everyone, independent of where they live, independent of what language they speak, and all in one place, because we've got to reduce that confusion and complexity. So that's what we're focused on. And we focus in five areas, and I referenced them before. First and foremost, it's easy access to care, 24 hours a day and scheduling. We call that everyday care. Second, it's the lowest cost pharmaceutical care. And we incorporate GoodRx, and we incorporate Mark Cuban's work, and we incorporate Walmart's lowest pricing, then all of that is put together in one app that allows you to type in the name of a drug and say, where can I get this at the lowest cost using coupons, not using coupons, and then you can make an informed decision. So everyday care, what we call the pharmacy marketplace, Third is care at home or close to it. We partner with health system partners, providers, and other third parties like Dispatch Health and others to allow people to get care right at their homes. And then um, you have surgeries. We know that almost 20% of all surgeries that are done shouldn't have been done. So we insist and we make it easy to get a second opinion with our partner, Cleveland Clinic. And then once you get a second opinion, for most of our employers, they make the surgery absolutely free if you follow the process and they know it's important. And they want two things. They want to make sure you need the surgery. And then they want to make sure it's done at a high quality place with a high quality physician so it doesn't have to be redone. So that's the fourth item. And last but not least, complex care, things like cancer. Again, almost a quarter of all the cancer diagnoses today are not using the latest information and are not performed at the lowest cost treatment available, simply because the doctors can't keep up. So what's a good way to do that? Use a computer to help inform them give them better information. So those five things are all available in one place. And that place is on your phone. And that's what Transcaren is about. And we're working with, you know, some of the country's most innovative and largest self-insured employers and an increasing number of mid-sized and smaller self-insured employers. And they're concerned about two things. One, they're concerned about the quality of care because they want their employees at work and focused. And two, they're concerned about the cost of care. And we are able to deliver though that care to both, um, again, larger and smaller self-insured employers. And these are, these are big names. These are Target, these are UPS and Allstate and Chubb and Kemper. And you know, I could go on, but more and more of these companies are buying some or all of our services as an alternative to the existing system that's in place. Wow. 
Thank you for sharing that. I just want to point out one thing. I obviously talk to a lot of folks that have digital health companies or other new companies. And oftentimes the conversation goes to the technology. And what I love about the way you think and the way you lead and your companies, all of them that I've been aware of, is you start with the consumer. So it's literally like watching a film from the patients, from the consumer's perspective and showing here's what it's going to be like to experience this. Not about the technology we use or, or the systems or the payment models. You do that excellently. And, and you know we could talk about that, but you really approach it with consumer first. And I, I think, again, you share that with some of the greatest companies in the world. And I, I love that. I love also when I want to ask you about this platform effect, because Transparent is a platform. It's a very, very different business model than the traditional business model of you get the resources, you put the resources together, you build it, you create it, and then you sell it. And to me, and again, I'm going to put it out there and you, you, you modify this or edit it, but you have this platform where you're really a convener. And I love the fact that you're saying, we don't have to start from scratch. We don't have to build everything. If you got something that works, we'll put it on the platform. And so on the one side, you've got all these provider groups and all these health systems and all these other services, digital and otherwise, that you have on your platform that you're literally bringing, as you point out and illustrate to the fingertips of people on their devices. And on the other side of it, you've got the consumers using the channel of employers and the consumer being the employee themselves and their family members. And so you have this two-sided platform that is just like an Amazon. And again, Amazon, as I understand it, doesn't actually make most of the things they sell. They make some of them, but when things are good and they work, they put them on there. And what's the magic of that and what you're doing is you can get best of breed and you can let people make decisions about what they want to choose based on what's important to them. And so I would love to have you comment on that, edit that, expand on that. Well, I think you've got it exactly right. And, you know, Amazon is a good model um, relative to that. It's one place that you can go to and get increasingly everything you need. And that's why we like it. It's easy. We trust that they aren't pushing just their products, even though they do have some products that they have. They make all the products available. So who's in charge? We're in charge. We get to make the decisions about, about that, and uh, that's what people like. So that is what we're doing with our platform. I think the one difference is that we're a convener plus, and that is we not only help you get to the right answer, we help you get through the right answer. Mm. And what I mean by that is, let's just take the example of, you know, something like uh, muscular skeletal hair. So I have a knee injury. And so the first thing that I need is not a digital app. And yes, this is Glenn saying, don't use a digital app first. <laughs> the first thing I need is an orthopedic consult. Hmm. Right? I've got to figure out what's wrong, what's going wrong. So we partnered with some of the smartest, most qualified people in the world from a company called ViewFi and uh, you know, founded by Andy Roddick. And, and basically, you know, what he said is when I had an issue, the first thing I did was talk to the best doctors 
who told me what I should do. I didn't rush into surgery. I didn't rush into anything. I started with an orthopedic consult. Then they might recommend physical therapy that could be in person or that could be digital. Of course, now if that doesn't work, now you have to go and consider surgery. But before you get you get a recommendation, you know, you need a second opinion. So there we might go to, you know, someone like a Cleveland Clinic. Then finally you need the surgery. And we would go and find the best places with the best doctors. And finally, afterwards, you need recovery and potentially pain management. You can look at that as one entire experience, or you can look at that as a series of transactions. All too often today, it's transactional. And someone goes to a surgeon and she or he says, you need surgery. Well, surgery is clearly one way you could address that. And yet, the best way, the most cost-effective way, the safest way might be starting with physical therapy. But they aren't going to tell you that because they're a surgeon. So from that perspective, what we want to do is not only make sure we're the convener. Yes, we have ViewFi. Yes, we have Cleveland Clinic. Yes, we have the best highest quality places in the world to get surgery with the highest quality docs. But we not only, you know, we don't have just one of those, we have a process around that that helps you get to the best decision for you. Hmm. And that's really important. So, you know, Amazon, it would be as if Amazon said, you can buy it here and we'll send someone home with you to teach you how to use it. Um, so we've actually taken that model of a platform and gone just one step further to say it's not just about the delivery of one piece of it, it's about the entire experience. And I think that's a little bit unique to healthcare. Yeah. So it's not just two, it's through. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's not just two, it's through. I'm going to quote that Glenn. I, I just thank you for, for saying that and, and showing that. Cause you're right. It is, it's beyond what the platforms and other industries are doing, at least in the Amazon retail space, that consumer plus and before in our conversations and interviews and, and in our correspondence, you've, you've shared with me these three or four things, which is you know, the importance of, and what transparent is doing in this completely consumer oriented way is first providing that trusting, as you pointed that trusting information, so healthcare is complicated. It's not just like going on and buying a, a toothpaste and comparing toothpaste. It's it's a bit more complex than that. And so that, what is the diagnosis as you were pointing out before? What is the expert recommendation? So it's that trusted information, that unbiased, trusted, transparent information. And the second thing you told me in the past is that then it's about the system is super complex and complicated and opaque. And so the second thing is the navigation. How do you navigate through the system? And the third thing you've talked about is then the referrals. Actually, okay, now how do I connect to and get that right search and get that right provider or place? And then even beyond that, you're talking about even once you've made that connection and that referral for that specific patient or customer, then it's still the journey's not over. And again, navigating and helping and supporting through that journey. So 
it is far beyond even the platforms we see in other industries. And I, again, I just love what you've outlined before. And is that still true? What I've just shared again, barring from what yeah. you told me before. Exactly. It's really, I, I think of it as an experience. And if you think about what you want, what you want is your problem solved. Mm -hmm. So let's use a very typical example. If you went to Amazon and you said, I want to, you know, I need an alarm for my house. Okay. So you could go to Amazon and you could buy an alarm and they would deliver it to your house. That doesn't solve your problem. Now, the people who figured out some of this are ADT, because if you call ADT, you can go through and pick exactly what you want, and then they will send someone to install it. Now, that's solving the problem. Right. So in healthcare, if I say to you, here's a great doctor, and I give you his or her name, well, can you get an appointment with them? Mm -hmm. Are they covered by your plan? Mm -hmm. What happens after you get the surgery? Do you need physical therapy? Oh, that's someone else to call. Do you need equipment? Oh, that's yet another person to call. Which of this is paid for? Who's going to fight with the billing? So what we're talking about is, is solving problems in healthcare, taking away the complexity. And remember, one of the things I said was, if you're using transparent, in most cases, People actually have no bills ever arrive at their house. Now, think about, you know, healthcare. The number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States is healthcare. That's a travesty. And the cause of that is something called coinsurance. So let's say you have a great health plan and it has 90% coverage. That's amazing. 90% of it's covered. Now you need heart surgery and it's $100,000. So you just, now you owe $10,000. In the average American household, I think the number is now 90%, have less than $5,000 of savings. So you just bankrupted someone at the worst time in their life when they're getting major surgery, they're out of work, and now they have bills for $10,000. And contrast that with someone who's working at a company that uses transparent, what we say is, first, we're going to make sure you need the surgery. Second, we're going to get it at a place that has very high quality, the top quartile in quality, and at affordable prices. And because we're doing that, the companies say, okay, we'll cover 100% of it. That eliminates any billing whatsoever. People, the people who come through our system in many cases are absolutely amazed that there's no hassle, that there's no bill, that they just have to worry about getting healthy. And that's, we believe, how our healthcare system should work. And unfortunately, some of the best employers in the world, folks that I've already mentioned on this call, um, are also concerned about that. They're not just concerned about the lowest cost. They're concerned about getting their key employees healthy and back to work. And the way you do that is you pick an optimal design like we offer at Transparent. Yeah. Let's jump to this issue of, again, one of the other 
I think real gems of what you're doing in real success factors is you're tying to the sort of direct to employer business model, if you will. And you've mentioned that before, again, in, even in our conversation today, that the people who are paying the bills are actually the employees and the employers. And everyone is, else is sort of a middleman here because the so-called payers are actually not paying healthcare bills. And so tell us about this business model where on one side of this platform, the customer, if you will, as I understand it, are these large employers and their employees. And so why is this movement, this direct-to-employer channel, how do you see that as part of the ecosystem, the market? Why is it important? Why are you using it? How are you using it? Well, I think there's a number of reasons for it. First and foremost, if you're talking about consumer-driven systems, you want to get as close to the person who is paying the bill as you can. So in a restaurant, when you walk in, you're the one eating the food and you're the one paying for it. And you get to make a choice. Is it good or bad? Did the service meet your expectations? And you're completely in charge. In much of healthcare, we have no idea what we're paying. We're not paying it directly. And consequently, the system isn't then designed to deliver quality outcomes. So what we've done is we've said, who will be most concerned about the cost? Well, that's the people paying the bills. Who are paying the bills? It's either large self-insured employers or it's the people who work for them who are increasingly paying the bills. So that's where we went. We thought they were most likely to want to drive change. Now, that thought has been absolutely accelerated in this environment where costs are now almost out of control in terms of the increases projected in healthcare costs. I've heard people who are getting 18% increases. And part of that is post-COVID. Part of that is nursing shortages, um, et cetera. It doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is businesses aren't set up to absorb year after year cost increases in, in healthcare. You know, Warren Buffett said GM is basically a health and benefits company that also makes cars. And what he was saying was that GM today spends more money on healthcare than they do on R&D. I mean, think about that. It's not sustainable, especially in a world market. So, so in a market where we have to find um, those dollars, who's going to drive the change? It's the CEOs and CFOs and CHROs of large self-insured employers. Now, a few years back, we would have said healthcare is the purview of the CHRO, the Chief Human Resources Officer or the Chief People Officer. Today, as I've been told directly by many of our customers, this has become a CFO issue and a CEO issue. Because if you're the CEO, particularly of a public company, and you're looking at having your profits wiped out by uncontrollable healthcare costs, that's now just become your issue. 
if you're looking at not being able to retain or losing lots of people because healthcare isn't being delivered properly, that's now your issue. That's not an issue of only the CHRO. They're going to play a critical role in this, but it's become a much, much bigger issue today. And, uh, you know, I think the whole area of people has become a bigger issue. Back to work. That's a CEO issue now, as you as you know, not just a CHRO issue. So, so we've looked at that. And of course, from a business standpoint, if I go out and I'm working with one client who can deliver 50,000 people, that's a very efficient way to sell as opposed to having to go to each one of those direct to consumer. So it makes sense because they care the most about quality and cost. And it makes sense if you're selling something to go to someone who controls hundreds of thousands of lives. Yeah, that was such a, a great exposition. Thank you. And those numbers are staggering. I, I mean, whether it's seven, eight, ten percent increase year over year, already on top of, like you said, unaffordable, unsustainable costs. I mean, it's insane. It's a crazy tax on employers and employees. You're serving in some way as an, another channel because now this is managed through third parties, through these what we call payers or insurance carriers, through third-party administrators. You're coming into that ecosystem as another channel for employers and employees. And so what differentiates your channel? And again, you're inserting a, a new and different platform how are you going to be different than the traditional channels that are currently in place? How are you going to make things more affordable? And again, I think you've spoken to some of the consumer centricity, but could you say a bit more about that? Well, I think first and foremost, the profit margins in certain parts of healthcare are simply excessive. We've seen this for years in the pharmaceutical market in the insulin space. And I'm very proud to say that Working with a, a nonprofit called Civica RX, our family foundation, and many other organizations, including Kaiser and others, Intermountain, other healthcare organizations, have worked very hard to create a situation where the three primary providers of insulin are now reducing their prices 80%, 80, 80%. So for the first time, people all across the country will be able to buy insulin at affordable prices that roughly are equivalent to what they used to pay for a copay. And it's going to have dramatic change. And that was in part by this organization, Civica, which was founded by charitable donations, building its own plant in Virginia to manufacture about half the insulin needed in the U.S., so we have many places in the healthcare environment or ecosystem where there's excessive profits being taken out. You remember at Livongo, we made test strips free mm -hmm. and people were charging $35 for a little vial of 25 or 50 test strips. And we made them free because we said, look, these costs $4 to make, the idea that you're charging $35 on something that someone needs to stay alive, that kind of profit margin. 
So one of the things we're doing is we're taking out a lot of the inefficiencies in the system. And we're willing to do all this using technology. We can do it for substantially lower cost, number one. And number two, frankly, we're just willing to, we think there's great profit margins as there were at Livongo and the ability to reduce overall costs. And we think you can do both. And so that's what we're focused on. Why do hospitals want to work with Transparent? What are you offering large hospital systems or, or just hospital systems provider groups? Yeah, well, what we're offering hospital systems in particular is first and foremost, we direct business to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're a high quality healthcare system, then we're going to send you business and recommend that people go see you. We don't get paid for that. We simply do it because we know that having people go to high quality, in many cases, high volume health systems reduces overall costs. And that could be when I say health system, it could be an ambulatory surgery center. It could be a standalone facility. It doesn't really matter to us, but we want to make sure that it's a high quality facility and a high quality physician. So that's number one, we send them business. Number two, very importantly, we pay them the day they do the surgery or the procedure. So that is very unlike the traditional payers who may hold them up for substantial periods of time and fight with them on reimbursement. And so they like that a lot. Um, And then last but not least, we're streamlining some of these interactions. So rather than lots and lots of back and forth, to the extent there are issues, we streamline those. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know we're at the top of the hour and and just going to try to push this for a couple more minutes because I I do have so many more questions. I think I could keep you on for quite some time. But I know a lot's happening, a lot of progress at Transparent. Is there anything you can share in terms of an update, in terms of how many organs? You mentioned some large employers you're working with, healthcare systems. Is any any sort of new updates you'd like to share about what's happening at Transparent or what's about to happen at Transparent? Sure. Well, I think we're making great progress now. It is without question, you know, I, I say that we're in build mode. It's a battle because we're displacing the status quo. And that's always going to be a battle. It was at Livongo. It was at Allscripts. And before that, it was at Enterprise Systems. So used to that. uh, But there's no question when you're trying to change an industry, it is a challenge. That said, when you include our 98.6 recent acquisition, um, we're serving today more than 4 million people at more than 200 companies across the United States. So we've made very substantial progress from even just a year ago in terms of the breadth and scope of what we're doing. But we do think the best is yet to come. We have um, some great announcements coming about clients, about product, about how we're approaching the market and uh, we couldn't be more excited about that. That's great to hear. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some of the uh, upcoming announcements about some of the progress you're making. 
Glenn, I'm going to give you the final word here. You know, one of the questions I do ask folks is if you had an audience with healthcare leaders around the country, is there a message you have? And, and I'll, I'll open it up. I want you to have a last word and any important message out that you'd like to get across. Well, I think there's two groups that I would speak to. One is healthcare leaders, and the other one is uh, our direct clients, self-insured employers. And what what I would say is, number one, we know that we have a problem today, and everyone acknowledges that. It's a cost problem, it's a quality problem, it's an experience problem. And you remember this statement the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting things to change. And yet many of our top employers are doing the same thing with the same people and hoping for things to change. And so what I would say is the question that leaders in the self-insured employee space should be asking is one, what are we doing that's different? We like to say new, different, and better. What are we doing that's new, different, and better than what we did last year? And so that's the first question. The second question is, and this applies both to transparent, but also more broadly, the question shouldn't be, should we do this? The question should be, why would we not try this? You know, one recently, a CEO of a company said to me, he said, Glenn, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I know everything else we've tried hasn't. So we're going to give it a try. So the question is, why wouldn't we try this? And particularly at Transparent, since we're making this all risk-based, there's not a budgeting issue. It's opt-in, so people aren't going to complain. So why wouldn't you want to try this at minimum just to learn? So that's my message to self-insured employers. And that is, you know what you have today is not working. You know that the partners you have over the last 10 years, they've had 10 years and they haven't delivered. And so why would you continue to go down that path? So the question is, what are you doing that's innovative and new and different? And why would you not try these new solutions? From a health leader standpoint, you know, I think the people delivering health care in this country, many of our large health systems, many of our physicians and caregiving organizations, I think they have to also embrace new models because the current payment model, every year they just get less and they have to do more and more volume, we all know that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. We're losing more doctors than ever before. And we're just not going to have that kind of ability. So, so I think health leaders need to look for new payment systems, new partnerships, and new ways to innovate. And I know that many of them are doing that. And you'll hear more from us on some of the leading health systems and the work we're doing in that space soon. Glenn, can't thank you enough. You are the quintessential beyond the walls leader that I've been studying and writing about and sharing with others. 
And uh, as you know, Glenn, every episode, I conclude by thanking all the folks out there who are doing the hard work each and every day of taking care of patients and those who are supporting those who are taking care of patients. I know your message, Glenn, is all about supporting them, as you just were saying. I just want you folks out there to know that I and we truly appreciate you for what you're doing and recognize how critically important your work is and how important it is for us to transform the system so that you're more supported in your work. I appreciate you. I know your patients and their families and the communities appreciate you. My friends, until next time, be well.